Welcome here to Scandinavian Tennis Podcast. My name is Rune Thompson. And my name is Linus Eriksson. Here we will talk you through this week's most interesting happenings on the tennis tours. Vamos, let's go! And before we start, uh, apologize for there's one time a couple of minutes into uh, the first uh, segment of chat between me and Rune where the connection got lost uh, so hold, stay on for a couple of seconds and it will be back uh, back again but just so you know the connection was a little bit bad in the beginning but then it became much better and Rune was on fire with his reflections from Bernamo so here we go <laughs> And we're here Sunday morning for a new episode of the Scandinavian Tennis Pod. And we're very, bo- we're both, me and Rune, very excited uh, about this week's chat because you have had boats on the ground in Värnamo, uh, Rune. Uh, how was your week uh, in this Swedish uh, uh, mecca of tennis, sort of? <laughs> it was very good. The only regret I have was that I didn't get time to go to Bristol also to uh, to see the the women's uh, 25 there but it was very good very good organization by Branko and uh, Alan Botic that is uh, responsible for the tournament everything was running smooth uh, they have done a lot for gathering people to come and, and watch and yeah, the organization was good uh, and it's a couple of years ago since I was in Varnamo last time but they have expanded the club now with a paddle called indoor and outdoor and also table tennis so it's like yeah very big racket center, you can see for oh, nice, a, nice a small video. city like Vanamo. So, if you compare this tournament and, and the organization uh, with the others on, on tour on this kind of level, uh, does it hold a, a high level of the? Yes, the... I would say it was it was it was fine. Uh, it was very good. Um, I think nobody had anything to complain uh, about, uh, except maybe the courts could have been a little bit better, and it was very windy. But, okay, but but wind is what it is. I mean, yes, yes, yes. Okay, nice. Uh, and uh, of course, I'm very interested, Rune, of your uh, reflections of of uh, some of the players and of the uh, general uh, level of game this week. So uh, we can just start. Uh, you yeah, you will, talked last week about a couple of players you were interested in seeing. So uh, yeah, but I can start saying that uh, my friend Jonathan Marida. He, he came to me one of the first days and and he said, okay, I'm, I've been thinking about you, Ona. And, he's, <laughs> and then he comes to me and says, this must be the best week for you because there are so many players you want to follow and there are so many people you can talk to. And he was right. It was a very good week, uh, of course, because it was fun to to be around and, and see many players that I don't get to see a lot, but I still follow a lot. So yeah, it was yeah. positive, positive. Um, I would say, um, if I should say um, the the top, I would say, of course, I was positive to see Kevin Edengren fighting against uh, Dragos in the first round. Did a very good job. Um, with a little bit more luck, maybe he could have pushed it. But, of course, Dragos is very experienced, so it would have been a, a tough task. And now also Dragos in the final and haven't dropped the sit after he lost to... Uh, to um, uh, one set to uh, to Ke- to Kevin, and then of course I I, I will say wait wait I need to stop you there. Uh, first of all, Kevin is playing in Germany now as well, uh, right? He went straight to no. play. You know, no, they, they, they went to Bristol to do practice camp all the 2005s and Inquist, and now they're going to Palma next week. So they had a camp after they went out. They went back to Bristol. Uh, uh, Max 
Okay. And uh, Kevin and Sebastian and Thomas Inquist. And uh, yeah, I feel so okay, so okay, sad okay, for Max right. okay. yeah. because he this 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 is so sad for for Max. I don't understand how it can happen, but he just told me uh, last week that uh, he would not make it for French Open juniors main draw because he has too many uh, points um, in the rules of regulation of ITF. So he will be banned for four weeks. I mean, I feel so sad for him. It's mm. horrible, and uh, yeah, I hope he. He took it all right, it seemed, but still, of course, finally you fight so hard for so many years to get mm. up so you can play main draw. And then uh, when you're there, you don't get the chance because ITF has some uh, some rules about uh, yeah late withdrawals and uh, stuff like that. And, and that counts. So, But that's a shame. But then yeah. I will say, on the other hand, I was so surprised, and this might be too personal, but I will still say it loud and announced. Um, there is this coach in Bustel, tennis gymnasium. I will not mention any names. He was there, and I don't know if he don't have any clue about tennis, or he just tried to yeah put himself on stage. But this guy comes and says that um, marks that plays his first future, which probably might be a lot for him, will win the tournament even before he's playing first round. I don't know why. First of all, I don't understand why to put so much pressure on Max, even that he has the level to win the tournament. I think it's still very stupid to announce this. So I hope this is not the methodology and the the, the culture in Buster, because I know both Matthias and um, Johanna, they are doing a lot for the players to take care of them, and they have done a great job. So I think this this other coach might be an outliner on this part, but I feel this was just uh, very stupid, and maybe we can even uh, yeah reach out to him, and, and he can be a guest, so maybe he can explain it better, because there's, of course, always a side maybe that I don't understand. Yeah, and you didn't ask him on site, I guess. No, he just came and announced it. So why yeah. should, why, why should I say anything? No, uh, I would also like before you you move on. Uh, you you of course you mentioned Dragos that will play the final later today. Uh, what is what did you see from his game during this week? Uh, no, he's very very strong competitor. It's gonna be a tough match against another strong competitor uh, today. So it's gonna it's gonna be very close. But yeah, yeah, he has experience and yeah, he knows how how to win these matches. So yeah, very impressive. But I mean, it was not something that I wasn't aware of before, you can see. So so is his strength the competitiveness or what is his strength? Yeah, yeah. And his game style is good for, for clay. Mm. Okay, okay. And furthermore, uh, the other players, uh, you, you have talked yourself warm about the juniors, for example, uh, Sebastian Eriksson uh, and so on. Uh, you mentioned Kevin. Uh, tell us a little bit more about the, the younger players you saw. Yeah, I felt that um, Sebastian was playing not bad. He had a, a good match against Leo Bauer in the first round. Uh, of course, it was Leo's first uh, clay court match this year, so maybe he was a little bit rusty. Uh, but uh, he had chances. He, I think he had uh, three, uh, three set points in the second set uh, that he could maybe with a little bit more coolness and experience have, have pulled off. But of course, Leo, Leo is better than Sebastian. But yeah, you never know. Some It's a matter of of experience and and uh, yeah, uh, learning how to play on the on the.
Rune, uh, say the last sentence again. The yeah. Yes, as I said, uh, I didn't see so much of Max, but uh, he played the first round against Croatian Vito, and maybe he was also a little bit, um, how can you say, affected that it was his first future because I felt he was stressing and he was going a little bit too much on the shots where it's better on these uh, slow courts to to have patience and play with a little bit more uh, yeah, uh, variation. Mm-hmm. Okay, and uh, about Leo, uh, high player, in Sweden, yeah, I mean, of course, he had a very tough draw. Uh, uh, first, as I said, he played Sebastian Eriksson, and then secondly, he played the uh, Australian Open junior champ uh, Alexander Blocks from Belgium. That is good. Uh, they played each other earlier this year on hard court, so of course, it was expected. It was very close, but Lee was up, I think, five-five, <clears throat> uh, and and up thirty in the first set. Had some chances, but yeah, uh, didn't pull it. But also for him, it was first tournament on clay so I'm sure that he would do uh, a lot better in, in Kalmar mm-hmm. Interesting uh, Rune uh, also of course you, you you could see a lot of matches and uh, and I know you you love talking to both players and coaches uh, did, did you meet some interesting coaches and uh, what, what's your your uh, your take from, from those chats No but I will say if I should praise one um, one player I would say it has to be uh, Axel Baudale from KLTQ uh, Tennis Academy. Uh, great guy, first of all, of course. But then he did what I liked the most. He 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 made it to from quality to main draw, but he stayed there on site, practiced every day with his uh, uh, home base coach, Zach, from the academy. And it was very good supporting his uh, teammates, warming them up. I mean, for him, great guy. Great experience, and that's the way to do it. And now they went to, I think, Gravelius uh, Summerhouse to prepare for Kalmar. So unbelievable good. Yeah. So yeah, big thumbs up to to Axel Baudet. There should be more more of him because, of course, many of the the Swedish guys that went to play the summer tour in Vexu, but they could also just have stayed and and practiced. It was good facilities. There was many courses available, and you could get uh, yeah a bunch of uh, of baskets uh, for for your drilling. So yeah. yeah. It's a shame you're not uh, gonna be in uh, Kalmar as well, uh, Rune. Yeah, yeah. Next time. <laughs> Next time. And I, I, I also, I don't know if you want me to to say this, but I, I also know that during the week you you sent me some texts telling me that you now know why Swedish tennis is struggling a bit. Uh, yes. So I want, would like you to uh, to tell uh, us uh, listeners a little bit more about those reflections. Yeah, but I don't know if it's uh, it's a reflection, but it's just my opinion. But I feel that uh, again, as I said many times, uh, these both players, but especially coaches, they should push a lot more to the players. I, I feel they are they are too too nice and they are too the, too much there just because it's their job to be there. I feel they should have higher put put higher standards for the players of uh, what they're gonna do and how they're gonna work and how they warm up, how they yeah do the cool down and and everything so i feel that there of course it, it can happen to anywhere in the world but i feel there there was something to to uh, to improve okay okay it, you were a little bit more nice now uh, than in the the texts but that's okay yeah but i i also said many many hard things in in this part so already so i think <laughs> the, the limit is is up now <laughs> Okay, I, I let you get away this time. Uh, okay, Rune. Uh, finally, about uh, Värnamo. You think Dragos will win the title? 
Yes or no? Oh, it's gonna, as I said before, it's going to be very close. So we will see. It's going to be uh, almost 50-50. Uh, he he plays, plays a very good competitor too, um, Oliver Crawford. So we will see. Okay. And, uh, okay, shortly also uh, about uh, the doubles. Uh, we, we had... Uh, Two two double specialists from from Swedish Scandinavia playing this week. We had Grivelius on site, and we have Simon yes. Freund on site. Uh, yes. So, uh, are you in, are you impressed by their level of doubles? I would say this was actually also if I should praise someone else, it must have been Eric Grivelius. He had an amazing week coming back from college. His team didn't make it to NCAA, and now he made he passed qualities in singles, made points. I know he had a very good draw, but still he made points and he made semifinals in, in doubles. Uh, so now he's on the road and now he can get into all the tournaments. And I must say, he actually plays because I followed, uh, I think Eric Kim with this announcement that he want to be a double pro. And then he played Elite for Cortico and he didn't win a double match uh, for the whole series. I think maybe one. And then I said, okay, maybe, maybe, maybe doubles is not your call. But I will say now I saw him live. I actually think he's he's getting the maximum out of his game in doubles. So I feel that, okay, if he finds a good partner, maybe there is um, a way for him. But it's going to be a tough one, of course. But of course, uh, very good energy on the court. Backhand, not bad. Good volleys, very aggressive. So, yeah. Okay, okay. Nice to hear. Uh, so, and I guess he will play Kalmar as well now. And hopefully Yes, they play with Leo again. This summer. play with Leo again, yeah. Nice. Uh, okay. Should we move on, uh, Rune? Uh, maybe to yes. Bostad uh, for yes. the ladies. Yes. Uh, where of course, we, we have the... to mention that uh, that uh, yeah, we actually. I was not right. Yes, last week where I said that in um, in Varberg there will be a, a Swedish champ, and this week I think before I said it's going to be a final between Dragas and Karl Friberg. So I was fifty percent correct with that. <laughs> but then uh, then we can say that also in doubles. In in Varnamo, as as you said, we had Simon Freund winning, and I think it was very important for Simon to win because he has some uh, some points to defend now. So if he wants to catch up with his ranking, this was a a very important uh, win, and he did good all week. So I think this is also momentum. Next week he plays with Philip Bergvi in the 15k, so it's going to be a very strong team for doubles. So I hope he can uh, yeah push through and 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 get another title there. Um, yeah, definitely. And then of course. In in Bostad, we have another Swedish winner, also in doubles. It was Fanny Östlund that took his her, I think, fourth title this year. No, I think it's actually more. Uh, I think no. this was one, two, three, four, five, seventh doubles title seventh. this year. Seven, amazing. And she also have uh, another final on her track record. So yeah, great doubles year for Fanny so far. Very good, very good. Um, yeah, uh, and really well. Yeah, and we also had uh, in singles, of course, Kaiser Rinaldo Persson in semifinal uh, and uh, pushing the uh, first seeded Karele in uh, the first set as well. So great week by by Rinaldo. And uh, yeah, she keeps up with her her uh, heavy last 12 months. Uh, she's doing really, really well the, the last year. Uh, so uh, yeah, and pushing her ranking upwards uh, almost week by week, actually. So that's that's great to see. Uh and uh, besides that, we didn't have too much uh, success this week. Maybe there was there was in uh, Viomakia in Finland. Uh, mm. We have to mention this this girl here because I was so impressed. I was almost dropping my coffee cup again. Uh, this uh, 2009 girl from Finland that played her first pro event in Viomakia. Uh, she passed the quali. 
Then she made it all the way to semifinals, and her name is Mila Kotamaika. And so impressed. That's uh, only 2009, and then making semis. That's very rare for 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 a girl or woman in in Scandinavia. Of course, you can. The Czech girls is doing it every time or every week, but but for a Scandinavian girl, it's it's very rare. So big thumbs up, and I hope uh, Mila can use this uh, in both her tennis Europe <laughs> and also in her ICF Junior uh, yeah push. So I hope this is a girl and a name that we will uh, look more into in the future. And uh, hopefully, maybe one day she can join the podcast also. That's what we're hoping for, definitely. And then in semifinals uh, for doubles in Viewmark here, we also had the Finnish team Harvey Soto and Simanda. Um, so in home soil, the Finnish girls did quite well there. Okay, yeah. Uh, okay, so some Finnish results. That's uh, that's not every week, but uh, we like that. We like that. Uh, and uh, yeah, moving on. Uh, yes. More more results, Rune, to to cover. Yeah, from the junior junior side. Yeah. Um, of course, we have to say now. Now he's really on a roll uh, again. <laughs> for the third week in a row, in the second week in a row, uh, Nikolai Budko, Norway, made finals in singles uh, this week in J200 in Prato in Italy and semifinals in uh, in doubles. So Nikolai is very close now to top 60, which yeah. will mean that he might be going directly into main draw in Wimbledon. Uh, maybe he needs to one more push push in next week in the J300 in Italy, but extremely well. And um, after a tough start of the year now, it seems like Nikolai really found his game here for the higher level of juniors. So it will be interesting to follow. Mm-hmm. And what's his ranking now uh, after this? Yeah, it will be 69, I think, uh, on Monday. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> 69 exactly? No, it's just what it says on, on live score. And live, I didn't count the points. Uh, sorry okay. for that. <laughs> yeah. I'm a little bit disappointed here. In, uh, are you losing your interest for tennis? Yeah, close. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, cool. Uh, and then all, in, we, in we, Hanover? Yeah. In J200, we also had a Norwegian girl, Emilia Lundsarts, in semifinals and singles. And this is first time Emilia is doing such a deep run on, on the highest, uh, on the second highest uh, junior level. So very good for Emilia. And maybe if she push a little harder, she can also make uh, slam this year, um, quality. So it would be very good for her. And then in the same tournament in doubles, Laura Brunkel was winning uh, J200. And this is, I know it's doubles, so it doesn't count so much. But it's still a breakthrough for 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 Bunkel, I would say. For her to to win a title, even if in double on this level, is unbelievable. I would say, and uh, a big surprise to me. Could be the biggest surprise on the on the junior tour this week. But but isn't it a little unfair to say that it doesn't count? Because I mean, it does count. No, point point wise, it, it counts twenty five percent. So so that's that is probably and, fair to say. And maybe some confidence wise as for well sure. for for, sure. for some for players, sure. yeah. For sure, for sure, yeah. for sure. Yes, so, yeah. and, and also in Hanover uh, in doubles, uh, Cornelius Schelmin did, did semifinals uh, from Denmark. Cornelius also been struggling a lot in singles, uh, but also, yeah, good with with some uh, some wins in in doubles. But uh, yeah, I think Cornelius needs to decide very soon what he wants to do with the with the rest of the year because I think it's going to be tough for him to to make any slams. Um, so as for for me, it will make more, much more sense to to start playing pro quality. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, yeah, because it's his last uh, year in uh, juniors. Uh, yes, yes, and he hasn't won a single match in in higher levels uh, for so long. So I think it's it's he's 
maybe first of all he puts maybe too much pressure on himself to to make it and that can uh, actually limit his abilities on court and and secondly uh, maybe he also needs to uh, uh, see that maybe his game is is not suited for juniors on the highest level maybe it's better for him to play where where it's more physically in uh, in the pro quality for 15s so you think some some games uh if you're not winning too much on juniors you you mean that it could be easier to win matches on pro level nothing is easy in tennis Linus, but uh, it can give you a, another prospect uh, in your mindset to play and then then maybe you release uh, some uh, some uh, yeah some more positive things in your head that makes you uh, relax more yeah mm, mm, mm. Uh, we will see uh, what uh, yeah no, no, he will probably he will probably play uh, keep playing juniors because, uh, as I said many times in this podcast, uh, it is uh, for many Scandinavian players, uh, junior Grand Slam is the holy grail. Uh, I don't know why, but uh, apparently it is for for many coaches and and parents and players. Um, yeah, maybe because they don't know better, or maybe because they think it's uh, it's cool to to get the the water bottle from French Open so you can flash it on practice every day. I don't know. <laughs> Oh, there's uh, there's some quotes this uh, episode. I don't know which one I will pick as the headline, but uh... <laughs> yes, but we have more juniors, uh, Linus, and uh, this is very good to see that uh, now here in Skopje in J30 we have Norwegian boy in final. Frederik Solheim made it all the way uh, to the final, playing later today, and it's very good to see Frederik again doing an impact on the on the tour, uh, junior tour, because uh, actually he was uh, yeah. Been there for two weeks now, but uh, last week he, he didn't do so well. But this week final, so very good for him. And also in the in the girls, we had a, a Norwegian team winning in the doubles. It was Emilia Corset and Cecilia Molan, uh, the one in Skopje. So yeah, I think maybe there is a Norwegian trip down there, uh, federation trip maybe with the uh, with the uh, yeah Cesar Johansson. Mm. Norway is, uh, as I said before, I think we Norway Norwegian players are winning something almost not every week, but uh, I, I think they are doing, yeah. It's not only one player. I mean, they, there is a couple of them winning matches. I think, uh, isn't it? Uh, from time to time. All right, uh, Rune, is that? Yeah. yeah. We can also say that, of course, the reason why we don't have anything on the highest level is because Rome is a two-week uh, tournament, Masters. So uh, we can very short say that Holger Ronis and Kasper Rud is still in for third week, uh, for third uh, round. Uh, they're playing against Fognini and Public. Harry Hayovala is in quarterfinals also, ready for the second week. Emil Rosovo is playing later today. Second round. And Ulrike Aigeri is also in second round of double. So there's still some Scandinavians on the highest level, but we cannot mention them because the tournament is not finished. Yeah, uh, I think uh, Helivara is in the second round. Uh, yeah, n- not quarters yet, I think. It's, qu- it's quarters. Uh... <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> uh, okay, no, I'm not sure. No, no, it's right. It's second round. It's, it's yeah, second round. Second round. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, okay. Uh, but uh, after our chat, we have a guest on, Rune that you have chatted with. Uh, maybe you can introduce uh, him a little bit before we uh, make him, uh, we welcome him on board to the show. Yeah, I can say uh, without uh, offending anybody, probably the nicest guy um, uh, in, in Danish tennis. Um, I would say uh, so humble, so likable. And uh, yeah, 
um, such a good guy uh, that I think nobody that knows him can um, say anything bad about. He's extremely smart, also um, academically, um, and uh, he's uh, yeah, um, he's a great tennis player, of course. Otherwise, he would not be in the pot. And um, the reason why he's we invited him is because his team is still in in CAA. Um, and uh, we want to hear a little bit about his experience of that, his first year in college, and it's Valdemar paper from Denmark. Yeah, and uh, he's playing for Harvard University, uh, a university maybe most well known for the academic side. But uh, how how good is the tennis team? I mean, now they made the third round in NCAA, and um, yeah, I think they are upgrading the 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 program um, so they can uh, yeah recruit better players on a higher level and um, but of course it's always tough to have a tennis career uh, on the side and have uh, heavy academic studies uh, also so that it will always be the issue for these Ivy, Ivy League schools mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, we will uh, let uh, Valdemar in and uh, and uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this chat and uh, of course uh, we will follow everything up next week again from uh, Kalmar uh, this time uh, and uh, maybe will we talk a little bit about the NCAA as well or what do you think Rune? Yes, we, yes, we can do that. Uh, even if it's still going on, the finals will be this, the week after in the yeah, the week of 29, I think it is. It's a, it's a, it's busy times for a tennis lover uh, nowadays, but that, that's that's how it is. Okay, uh, Valdemar Pape, welcome to the podcast. And now we are here, lucky to have Valdemar Pape on all the way from US. So how are you, Valdemar? I'm doing very well. I'm doing very well. Looking forward to a Georgia match tomorrow. Um, currently in, in Athens, Georgia. Perfect, perfect. And shortly to the listeners, can you introduce yourself a little bit? Yeah, uh, my name is uh, Valdemar. I'm 19 years old uh, from Denmark. Um, just currently finishing up my, my first year at Harvard University. Um, and yeah, been playing tennis since I was six years old. And now I can add because Valdemar is so humble. Valdemar has a record in Denmark, in Danish tennis, that nobody else has. He's the only one who won Danish championship in juniors and in seniors in the same year. So that is a, a big achievement. But let's go back a little bit, uh, actually, even before college. What made you choose uh, Howard uh, besides all the other offers you had? Um, I think um, looking back at the different different schools I was looking into, um, well, first of all, like the academic program was just outstanding, and that that meant a great deal to me. Um, but also the the tennis team has really improved uh, throughout the last two or three years, um, and gone on to like a level where they can compete nationally, and that was that was very attractive to me. Um, so I think just that great combination of academics uh, and athletics, um, and then yeah, I I like the team a lot. I the coach um. It it just it made me feel feel home and made me feel that that there was um that um they had a great plan for my development and the development of the team uh, and had some some goals that I really liked and enjoyed. And and shortly, how is life in Massachusetts compared to in Hillerup? What is the biggest difference you will say here in your first year? 
Um, I said it's it's actually Boston is is that to be kind of a European city, and I I kind of agree with that. But I mean, obviously, living on my own, uh, living in in another country, uh, having to speak English all the time has been a challenge, and it's it's something different. Just getting getting out of your comfort zone. Um, I think my life has actually hasn't changed that much before. I went to the U.S. It was a love study and tennis, uh, mostly, uh, and now it's even more tennis, even more study. So it's it's kind of the the same elements. Um, but yeah, definitely living on my own. Also, the the team environment. Uh, just always playing on a team is 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 a different experience that I I really enjoy too. Definitely some advantages to that. Um, so yeah, I'd say that's one of the main differences. And now I can say again that uh, because I will introduce this, you have had a huge impact, I would say, on on the Howard team. Uh, you have been twenty three and eight this year, which if uh, not only with the regular season in the regular season, I can see that you're in singles fourteen and seven. So you have really helped the team a lot, and also to bring them to the to the next stage in NCAA. So how has it been to to play all these matches and and be part of the team? And how do you? rate yourself uh, in this uh, college um, experience level, you can say? Um, I think definitely um, the first couple of matches was, was challenging. Um, it's when you get into the match, I felt that is at the same time, there's a different kind of pressure because you're playing on a team and you really want to win for the team. Um, so And the crowd is more loud. Like the rules are a little different. You play no ads. Um, you have to get used to that. I'd say the few, the first college matches were were definitely difficult uh, and and challenging. And I'd say you can't really prepare yourself for that. You just have to to experience that. But um, I'd say it's moving forward. I've been, I mean, just committed to to doing the work, doing the extra work and practice, and and yeah, just always. Try to be try to be positive. Uh, have a positive attitude towards my game, and and just know that even though the results weren't in the beginning of the season, they they came eventually. And I think just putting in a little, little extra work and practice every day helped me a lot. And just knowing that I would eventually adjust um adjust to the, the college level. Um, I think of all the level, I think the level is is high. Um, there's it's it's so much coming from Denmark, like the level, there's so many more good players, like the, the ground level is so high. Um, and yeah, there's, it's, I'd say college level throughout, um, but last year is really improved. And um, I'd say now a lot of teams have, I make some very good Americans and international players. Perfect, Valdemar. And now you are facing your your first NCAA here after two great wins last last week. First Oceana and then uh, against uh, Arizona, where you had a, a major role, winning your singles um, to give uh, Howard a four zero uh, win. How did that NCAA experience differ from the regular season? You will say if you could feel any difference. Um, I'd say this. You can feel that there's more in the line. It's um. Where you play in your regular season, it's it's dual matches, and you know you have a schedule. There's always another match. When you play in the NCAA, there's like if you lose, you're out. So it's 
it's it's win or lose it's a no go match and and I think you can you can feel that um it's in college matches if if the momentum shifts towards one of the teams like it, it can go quick and and all of a sudden you can you can feel that while we're we're not that far from from losing and then so I would say there's just one line and it adds a little adds a little bit of, of excitement uh but it's also a little bit more nervous um but yeah um so that does that that's the difference you can feel. And how much do you look forward to to this weekend's match against uh, Georgia in Athens? Is it gonna be the I, the highlight of your your season? Of course, it depends on the results. I mean, yeah, hopefully, hopefully it'll be a a highlight. Um, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it a lot. They um they have a, a very good team and just um probably one of the best crowds in college tennis. It's um yeah, they have a, a huge stadium and they they usually get a lot of fans out there so that's that's really exciting i'm i'm really looking forward to that and just i mean yeah playing around 16 um it's it's just yeah a great team and a great opportunity to really compete and show that that we also have the level to to compete um at this level against such a good team very good and then of course we we hope that you win and we also hope that you go on in in ncaa but then after ncaa what's your plans then for for the summer uh, because I guess you have a a flight back to to Europe, and then maybe you'll play a little bit over the summer. Yeah, I I, I hope yeah, of course that we make it through to to the final eight. Um, but yeah, then I'm, I'm probably gonna go back to Denmark. Uh, I'm hoping to to play all the tournaments. I know there's a UCR tournament coming up in the beginning, um, end of May. Um. There are some futures. We have a, a both a 15k and a 25k in Denmark over the summer. I'm hoping to play. Um, I mean, just overall, just hoping to to play a lot of tournaments. Um, I feel the the college level is um is quite equivalent to to the level in the in the futures tour. Um, so uh, yeah, just getting matches on on that level, I think will will improve my game and help my game. So I'm 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 hoping to. To get a lot of of uh, opportunities to to play at that level, um, and yeah, I think in college when when you're in season in the spring, uh, you play a lot of matches, um, and it's it's helpful because you face a lot of good opponents, but it's also a period with a lot of matches and not that much practice time. So I feel over summer it's it's, it's an opportunity to really improve your game and and work on on some stuff in practice and and try and implement that in, in matches and if you should say one or you can also say two things that has uh, improved in your game what would you say that uh, have had an impact here for the last uh, yeah year in harvard um i think i think seven returns um that that might also be because you play a lot of a lot more doubles uh so you you have to like the return. Everyone is returning really well here, so I I feel like your return has really improved uh, and the serve. I yeah, you just, you get a lot more reps and and return and serves. Um, also because of double and that that helps your your singles games uh, as well. So yeah, I would say I would say serve and return. Perfect, Vandal. Uh, but uh, yeah, thanks so much, and uh, yeah, I wish you good luck, and I hope to see you very soon in Denmark or somewhere else. And uh, yeah, uh, we keep in touch. Thanks for joining so much. Of course, of course. Thank you, thank you. Yeah.
That's a wrap for this week and don't remember, uh, don't remember, don't forget to push the, the subscribe the subscription button on the podcast app of your choice so you don't miss out any new episode when it's coming out.